Hey guys, before we jump into the podcast, just want to give a quick shout out to a new product that I am absolutely loving right now. This is Air Tree Vitamin Spray. That's right, it's a vitamin spray. These guys are taking vitamins and nutrients and they've bottled it up into a spray that you simply spray onto your skin and you rub it in. So for Everybody who's dealing with digestive issues or you're your popping pills and you're your mixing powders and you're your dropping tinctures and you're, you know, you're walking around with pill boxes and you're going crazy taking like 30 different supplements a day, this bypasses all of that because you simply just spray this onto your skin, you rub it in, and it goes directly into your bloodstream. This is really the most effective way to absorb the nutrients that you're taking. So for listeners of the Holistic Nootropics podcast, Airtree is giving away two free bottles of their supplement. That's right, two free bottles of their spray vitamins. All you gotta do is go to holisticnootropics.com forward slash free spray and we'll send you the link to pick up two free bottles of this product. So you can choose between vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, melatonin, or hemp isolate. This is an amazing deal. All you gotta do is just pay the shipping, which is like six bucks, and these bottles go for like 35 bucks a piece normally. So again, just go on over to holisticnootropics.com forward slash free spray. Shoot us your email. We'll shoot you the link to pick up two free bottles of this stuff. And then on top of that, you get 20% off of future purchases. So one more time, head on over to holisticnootropics.com forward slash free spray. Boost your brain, boost your life. Let's get into the podcast. You're listening to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, your home for holistic, evidence-based cognitive enhancement strategies. And now your host, Eric Levi. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast, where we discuss holistic, lifestyle-based cognitive enhancement. My name is Eric. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. And today on the show, I got Jody Sternoff-Cohen. Jody Sternoff-Cohen is a best-selling author, award-winning journalist, functional practitioner, and founder of Vibrant Blue Oils, where she's combined her training in nutritional therapy and aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends of organic and wild-crafted essential oils. She has helped over 50,000 clients heal from brain-related challenges, including anxiety, insomnia, and autoimmunity. For the past 10 years, she's lectured at wellness centers, conferences, and corporations on brain health, essential oils, stress, and detoxification. Her website, Vibrant Blue Oils, is visited by 300, by over 300,000 natural health seekers every year, and she's rapidly become a top resource for essential oils education on the internet today. And let me tell you something, Jody Cohen left me quite the impression on essential oils. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I was not 100% feeling essential oils before I jumped into this conversation. I've used essential oils, I've had good success with essential oils, but they're not like my go-to before, you know, if I, if I need some cognitive enhancement or, or even if I need some like relief from stress or anxiety, if I'm feeling a little down, I never think to go to the essential oils. And after my conversation with Jody Sternoff-Cohen, I'm not even exaggerating, I'm gonna go spend hundreds of dollars, hundreds. I don't even have hundreds. I'm gonna I'm gonna cash in my Bitcoin. I'm gonna go on Wall Street bets. I'm gonna make some quick cash so I can turn it around and support my essential oils habit because I'm telling you, man, like the conversation that we had just dives so deep into what these essential oils do. Everything from brain health, stress relief, all the way to physical pain. And I've, I've personally experienced physical pain benefits, but if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I am passionate about helping people get their mental health game together 
get their brain optimized, get through this crazy, weird-ass time that we're going through that, you know, we're just, we're just all losing it a little bit. Even I'm losing it a little bit, right? We're all cracking up a little bit. And what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to create a community. I'm trying to create a movement of using these holistic practices to, to just help yourself keep it together, whether it's through nootropics or nutrition or detoxification or essential oils or whatever it is. That's what we're here to do. And more and more people need this information. And if you're feeling it, please leave a review. Share this with your friends, your family, your social media, because if you're feeling this, you know how important this information is and we just gotta get this stuff out. That's all I'm saying. And with that, enjoy my conversation today with Jody Sternoff Cohen. Jody Cohen, welcome to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to have you because, you know, like I was mentioning just a little off uh, off camera here, you know, with holistic nootropics, I'm really into holistic mental healing, holistic cognitive enhancement. How can we optimize the brain without having to dive in to the supplement cabinet or the drug cabinet? And you have a very interesting approach with essential oils, you know, and also with your nutrition coaching and all these different things. But I'm really fascinated by this idea of using essential oil to tap into the brain, optimize cognition, heal, laser focus, improve memory, all those things. So maybe you can give me a quick introduction here as to really how essential oils work and, and how you got into them in the first place. Yeah, my own story, you know, I think uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Basically, um, my life, I, my life is like a roller coaster. It hits rock bottom. I kind of dig my way out. It hits rock bottom again. And on the way, you kind of, you know, when you're drowning and learning to swim, you learn things very quickly and you learn things that you're more open to things that you might not necessarily dabble in when life is perfect and good. So basically crazy stressful situation, adrenals hit rock bottom, I was trying to take um, in, ingest remedies. Nothing was working. A friend, uh, I had just helped her with a big favor. She got me a bunch of oils as a thank you gift and said, you know, you have been so chronically stressed for so long. I bet your inflammation is rampant and your gut is toast. So nothing you're digesting is actually being assimilated and absorbed. Uh, oils you can put on through the skin or you can smell. And we know, you know, from hormonal creams and nicotine patches, anything you put on your skin gets in your bloodstream in 20 minutes. Anything you smell goes directly to your brain, like immediately, you know, your nose, your olfactory channel, olfactory cells are brain cells. And what's really cool about focus is the part of your brain that really helps with focus is your prefrontal cortex, your forehead area. There is no faster way to stimulate your prefrontal cortex, your executive function than to smell something. It goes right into the brain and kind of helps you focus, helps you shift gears. It's amazing. That's, I, it's such a crazy concept just because of the way that I know I've been conditioned and most people in our culture have been conditioned where it's like, you have to swallow something. That's the only way something works, right? You have to ingest it. But I've been getting to this idea of like topical creams, like for instance, you know, topical CBD is a big thing nowadays. Um, there's a, there's this new topical vitamin spray that I've gotten into where, you know, you could literally spray on B12 and melatonin and to me, the selling point is exactly what you said, which is the problem 
with most supplements, the reason why they don't work for so many people and why the supplement industry is like a $50 billion industry, and I'd say 49.9 of it is, is flushed down the toilet, is because people cannot actually digest their nutrients, right? Like they don't have gut function, like their gut function is compromised. They got SIBO and IBS and colitis. They got no HCL. They got no enzymes. And I mean, I've heard stories of people taking pills and pooping whole pills out, you know, and, and you're just continuing to pop all this stuff with no effectiveness. But when you actually put it on your skin or inhale it, I mean, you bypass all that stuff. And if there's you know, if there is effectiveness in it, then, I mean, that is definitely, in my opinion, the way of the future. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the other interesting thing is that the brain, it's really hard to get remedies into the brain. Like you can't do chemo in the brain because it can't bypass the blood brain barrier. Your blood brain barrier is your best security guard. It only lets super small fat soluble molecules through. So, you know, we think of essential fatty acids. We know they're good for anti-inflaming the brain because they're actually the right lock to get through that door, you know, the key to unlock the door. And that's where oils are amazing too. Just by their uh, chemical composition, they're super small and fat soluble. So they can actually get into the brain. CBD works this way too, and kind of start to anti-inflame and unravel and heal. That's amazing. And so you, you talk a lot about the vagus nerve and, and getting into parasympathetic, maybe parasympathetic. Maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, how the vagus nerve works, how it's connected with the parasympathetic and, and, and what the benefit of being in a parasympathetic state is. Yeah, absolutely. So what most people don't realize is our body has an operating system. Our operating system is our autonomic nervous system. That controls our automatic functions like breathing, heart rate, digestion, detoxification, anti-inflammation, immune function. And it's really designed to keep us alive, which means that it has different gears. If there's a stressor, if the lion is chasing you down the street or you know, you're know you concerned about something, what people don't realize is anticipatory stress keeps us alive. You know, if we anticipate something's going to cause a fire because we watched our village being burned down in the past and we stop it, we save ourselves. So anything like worried about finances, relationships, uh, health, family, all of those things kind of turn on the survival branch of our nervous system. That's known as the sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze. And resources are allocated differently if you're going to die. You know, anything not critical to survival in that moment gets shut off and blood is kind of pumped to the arms and the legs so that you can either fight back or flee. You know, and then it, you know, down regulates digestion. The blood isn't routed towards the organs of digestion, detoxification. Inflammation is interesting. It's turned off in the short term because if you're running and you twist your ankle, you could die. But over time, it's like that signal doesn't get through. And so it leads to rampant inflammation in the body. It turns off the immune system. So all of these chronic infections are kind of festering under the surface and unaddressed. And what's supposed to happen is there's a short danger. You know, think of you're driving, someone's about to change in your lane. They don't see you. You honk, you break. There's no collision. You're good. And then you switch back into the I'm fine, I'm safe, parasympathetic, rest, digest, heal branch of the nervous system. And that's where blood is, you know, routed back to, I, I call it the, the moving walkway of digestion so that things don't sit too long in any place and cause problems. Um, you know, and you're really, the, the repair takes over, the party's over, you get to clean up the house and kind of, 
rebuild and restore. So the vagus nerve, which is the longest nerve in the body that most people don't know about is literally the gear shift between the sympathetic branch and the parasympathetic branch. Quick anatomy lesson, because it's important to understand this. It starts at the base of the brain, splits, winds around both sides behind the ear. If you feel behind your ear, that is your mastoid bone. That is where it is the thickest and most accessible to the surface, meaning the easiest to stimulate from the surface. It then winds through your throat, your mouth, your larynx, your heart, your lungs, your intestines, your um, stomach, gallbladder, liver, pancreas, every organ of digestion. And it's really the, uh, the information highway between the brain and the body. It's how the brain sends messages to the body and the body sends messages to the brain. And any point that it innervates means touch. You can kind of activate that point to help switch into the parasympathetic. So um, Datis Karazian suggests things like gagging yourself with a tongue depressor, gargling, splashing your face with freezing water, any deep breathing exercise, any coffee enema that innervates the gallbladder. These are all ways to activate the vagus nerve and turn on the parasympathetic state. Um, when I would try to tell this to people in you know, practice, uh, compliance was surprisingly low. So I kept looking for an easier way to activate the vagus nerve. And I found one in 2012 when I launched my company, Vibrant Blue Oils, there was a researcher out of New York named Kevin Tracy who started to play with um, electric implants, pacemaker-like devices that were surgically inserted right behind the earlobe on the mastoid bone to electrically stimulate the vagus nerve. And this technique has been approved by the FDA for epilepsy, depression, and migraines. What I came to realize in playing with different oils is that you can use stimulatory oils. I like a blend of clove and lime. And just like an acupuncture needle or any stimulatory effect, you can apply just the tiniest drop behind your earlobe on your mastoid bone that think of a domino effect. It stimulates the vagus nerve, which then turns on the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system. I, I never really like understood essential oils, but my wife, she's big into the essential oil. She has an oil for everything. And it was always crazy because, you know, there was, I never really dealt with health problems per se, but like, um, you know, I've experimented with different diets and let's just say there's a very popular diet out there that I tried for a little while and it wasn't working so well, but I had a lot of cognitive dissonance. I didn't want to blame my health issues on the diet, but there were, you know, I would go to the gym and I was doing yoga and I would just get these little injuries from just being active, like all around my body. And, and it could have been nutrient deficiency, whatever. Um, but I'd get these little like injuries, these little nagging things like on my ribs. And, you know, there'd be times when my ribs would just be so sore and she would give me, uh, I think it was lavender, lavender essential oil. Um, I use, and there was another one, maybe it was clove or something like that. And or no, it was peppermint. And I would, I would lather this stuff on. I swear. I, I smelled like a, like a lavender, you know, <laughs> mint. I smelled like a mint julep. Like I was all crazy, but the pain went away and it yeah. was, it was nuts. And then I was like, well, there's, this is I don't know if this is placebo or if this is really happening. And when I started kind of watching the way other people would get into essential oils, I would see a lot of this, um, you know, the drop on the finger and then behind the earlobe. And that one I never understood, but you just explained it. Like it, you're just literally using the oil, which I know works as, as so long as it's a good quality, using the oil, this plant medicine to tap right into the parasympathetic. And then once you're in the parasympathetic, I mean, the world's your oyster. 
Yeah. Yeah. It really, it's literally like a gear shift. Like think of your biking, you hit a hill. If you don't shift gears, it's going to be a lot harder. If you can shift into low gear, you can do anything. It's like shifting your, all of your blood flows to your organs of digestion so that, you know, in the, the mouth, the saliva starts to break down the proteins so that it doesn't trigger the immune system uh, in the gut or the stomach, sorry, the um, hydrochloric acid is released. You know, the pancreas releases enzymes, the gallbladder releases bile, things don't sit too long in the small intestine and contribute to an um, irritable bowel syndrome or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It moves through your digestive tract. So you actually are not constipated. It basically makes everything work and it, it helps with your cognitive function as well, because you know, if, if your life is in danger, you really can't contemplate your belly button. Like you really just need to pick your next best step to keep you alive. You know, being able to take everything in is a sure way to die. So if you look at somebody and the black part of their eyes, their pupils are really dilated, that's a good indicator that they're in uh, survival state in the sympathetic nervous system. And that is not the time to have a deep conversation to like ask them a favor, they just can't hear you. So what you need to do is help them kind of feel calm, feel safe, feel centered, let their pupils shrink up so that they can actually um, have, you know, a thoughtful conversation, a rational discussion. So I'm curious, are there any, is there any clinical data that, that, sh that has shown the effectiveness of, of essential oils? And if so, like what was the circumstance or what was the, the methods used and, and what oil specifically did what? You don't have to run through an entire bibliography, no, but like I, if you I have, have any- I have an entire bibliography. That's like my favorite question. I have an entire, I had so much research, it wouldn't actually even fit in the book. So I have a whole bonus resource page on um, my website, Boost the brainbook.com. But basically, you know, research takes a couple different forms. It's usually performed on animals and it's often inhalation or topical application, sometimes ingestion, but basically what they're trying to do is they'll like uh, stimulate anxiety and then they'll use oil, you know, and see does this lower anxiety. And sometimes with people, it's self-reported with animals. They're actually like cutting up the brain and looking at what's happening in the neurons in the brain. But there's tons of research that goes into it. And I think what it is, is, you know, over 50% of our pharmaceutical drugs are derived from plants. So I really think it's the pharmaceutical company looking for what chemical constituents in plants can they then use to, you know, modify and patent and turn into a drug. But there's a lot more research than you would think. And it varies on oils. There's a lot of research like a Thyme, oregano, and clime, and clove, and lavender have tons of research. You know, it depends. I guess the better question is, what condition are you looking to support? And I can delve more into the specific oil and research. So let's 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 uh, let's start with this. How about depression? Have they ever have they ever shown any of these oils to help with depression? Yeah, the citrus oils are really renowned. In fact, I think it said that um, the which is a constituent in citrus oils is more effective than Valium. Um, there's tons of research and the ones that they really promote are kind of bergamot and neroli, which are more expensive, but the reality is any citrus oil, like orange is kind of the poor man's citrus oil. It's really affordable and it's great. 
One of the misnomers, they talk about uh, how citrus oils can be phototoxic, which means that if you like put it on your skin and go out in the sun, it'll cause a sunburn. That is only true if it's pressed. If it's distilled citrus oil, it won't have that problem. So I think a lot of people are uh, worried about citrus for no reason. Okay. And is there any oils that are good for sleep? Because, you know, I, I, I got an aura ring and the, the longer I've worn this aura ring, the more obsessed with sleep I've gotten. It, and, you know, it's not even an understatement to say it's, it's changed my life because it's, it's made me not able to enjoy a drink of alcohol. <laughs> oh. uh, it's, it's obsessed me about like specifying my bedtime, you know, nitpicking every food I eat, how it affects my sleep. Um, but also because I'm, I'm getting so deep into this mental wellness space, especially with nootropics. And I, I understand how underslept people are, especially under deep sleep and, and, and people aren't getting enough REM sleep. So have they ever studied any of the essential oils on, on sleep or sleep quality? Yeah, they have. And, you know, everyone kind of points to lavender and lavender is a little bit like Benadryl, you know, um, they used to, when my children were little, say, give them Benadryl on red eye flights. And what they don't say is that Benadryl either makes you tired or it makes you crazy. You know, the longest six hours I've ever spent was trying to give my son Benadryl on a red eye. It didn't work. So lavender is very hit or miss. It can be very sedative and relaxing. And there's a constituent uh, linenol that seems to help relax most people, not everyone. The best way that I found to use lavender is to put it in an Epsom salt bath, two cups of Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda, and then three drops of lavender. Use your bathtub like a mixing bowl, put the lavender in before you add the water, because if it's, you know, oil and water don't mix, it will float on top if you wait until after you add the water. But using it that way, because the combination of the heat, which kind of opens the pores, the Epsom salt, which is magnesium, which carries it into your body and the oil, that can be a very relaxing way to help you calm down for sleep. What most people don't realize is that sleep is not one issue. There are a variety of things that can be going on. For example, if your trouble is falling asleep, that's different than if you're waking up in the middle of the night. So what I really try to do in the book, I have an entire section on sleep is delineate if your if your issue is falling asleep, you know, you're physically exhausted, but your mind won't stop racing. That has to do with uh, the release of the sleep hormone melatonin by your pineal gland. So there are very specific oils that you can apply. The pineal glands right in the middle of the brain, you know, it responds to light, but the easiest way to apply oil is right above. Um, it's hard to see above your earlobe, that skin is the thinnest and the most accessible. If you're taking topical melatonin, that's a really good application point or probably for CBD as well. If you're waking up at 1am and you're wide awake and you could go clean the kitchen, that is nocturnal hypoglycemia. That's a blood sugar wake up. And what happens when your blood sugar dips too low is that your adrenal glands then release emergency cortisol as energy. And if you think about what happens, how does sugar get processed out of the blood and into the body? It's your pancreas that releases insulin that carries the sugar back into the cells. So any oils that support the pancreas, like rose geranium is a really good one. It just helps to make that process go faster. So it's easier to fall back asleep. If you're waking up at 3 a.m. and you need to use the bathroom, that is often a, a detox overload. Your liver is the most active at 3 a.m. If it's over-processing and can't really keep up with the burden, then it offloads it to the kidneys and then you need to use the bathroom. So anything you can do to support the liver and the gallbladder at that hour 
is really supportive. And I, I go into amazing detail about this in the book. Hey, everybody, just want to take a second to break away from the podcast to tell you about my favorite pre-formulated nootropic stack. That is MindLab Pro. I, I look at MindLab Pro kind of like a, a nootropic multivitamin. If you're a, a nootropic newbie, this is a great nootropic stack to start with. Even if you're an experienced nootropic user, maybe you've been putting together your own kind of different stacks using different nootropics together, and maybe you've hit a plateau, maybe you just haven't found the, the one that works right for you. Maybe you found something that worked right, and then you try to pair it with something else, and, and the whole thing kind of fell apart, and then that original nootropic doesn't work for you. MindLab Pro is pre-formulated. It's made by scientists, so they actually pre-formulate it with the right amounts, the right ingredients, 11 research-backed nootropic ingredients, by the way, that are proven to help boost your cognition, your memory, your focus, your mood, all those benefits you look for out of a nootropic, especially a nootropic stack, you're gonna get with MindLab Pro. You've got citicoline, which is gonna boost your acetylcholine production. It's gonna boost dopamine. It's gonna boost your focus. It's gonna boost your memory, your process speed. You've got phosphatidylserine, which is going to help you with nerve growth factor. It's got glucose metabolism enhancement. You've got the modulation of the HPA axis. It's going to help your energy levels. It's going to help your mood. It's going to help your stress levels, which is so important. You've got Bacopa Monnieri. You've got Rhodiola, an amazing adaptogenic herb. you got one of the most popular nootropic or holistic nootropics out there, Lion's Mane Mushroom. You're getting that nerve growth factor, literally growing new brain, promotes healthy brain cell function. So many amazing benefits from Lion's Mane. You've also got things like maritime pine bark extract and of course N-acetyl-L-tyrosine which is going to help boost dopamine levels and of course norepinephrine levels. So if you need a boost in mood, if you're dealing with some depression, if you just need to be a little bit more lively, let's say you're, you're, you're kind of falling apart going out in social situations, assuming you're, you're breaking your social distancing, you're going out, you need a little N-acetyl-L-tyrosine and then of course one of the classic great nootropics, L-theanine. Hit that alpha brainwave, get into flow. If you're trying to pair something with coffee to take the edge off a little bit, or, or if you're just getting rid of caffeine in general, L-theanine is a great nootropic amino acid. And then you have the cofactors, the B vitamins to help really put everything together. B6, B9, B12, you know, it's like you can have all these amazing nootropics together, but if you don't turn on the fire, if you don't stir the pot, that's what the B vitamins do. They help get everything together so that it's metabolized. It hits your brain. It works the way it's supposed to do. Right now, we have a deal with MindLab Pro directly through HolisticNootropics.com. You get three months of MindLab Pro with an extra fourth month for free. Just go on over to HolisticNootropics.com forward slash MindLab Pro. Again, HolisticNootropics.com forward slash MindLab Pro. Get one free month of MindLab Pro with the purchase of three. You can't beat this deal. The nootropic multivitamin MindLab Pro, my favorite. Okay, let's get back into the podcast. When you when you look at something like cortisol uh, as a as a blood sugar issue, you know, like a lot of people say, how do I how do I lower my cortisol, right? And what, like, what's the supplement? What's the drug I, I I use to lower my cortisol? Because everyone's been told cortisol is the stress hormone, and certainly, I mean, it, I mean, one hundred percent is along with norepinephrine and all these other things. But you know, you don't necessarily want to lower your cortisol. You want to make it modulate work correctly, it. modulate. What a great word modulate. You want to modulate yeah. your cortisol and you want to control it. And, um, and, and really it, it's like you said, it comes down to blood sugar. Same thing with your liver, same thing with your kidneys that it, it that's such a crucial 
piece of information. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting, like um, adaptogenic herbs. So anyone who's ever taken like a 24 hour cortisol, you know, saliva test, they'll see it's not a flat line. It's never flatline. Cortisol is supposed to be high in the morning. So you have the energy. And then as the day wears on, it weans down so that at nighttime, it's not too high and you can sleep. So it's not that you want to lower the cortisol or raise the cortisol. It's that you want to kind of balance it out. So adaptogenic herbs are herbs that just put you in balance. If you're too high, it calms you down. If you're too low, it boosts you up because, um, you know, we both got degrees in nutritional therapy and there are a lot of adrenal supplements that can kind of lift up, you know, make your adrenals work harder. But if you're already working too hard, that can be overkill or they can calm the adrenals down. But if you're already at rock bottom, that's hard. And so the guessing game is a little bit overwhelming and complicated. It's far easier to say, this is just going to meet you where you're at and even you out. And what I love about plant medicine, including essential oils, is that's really what it does. So you had mentioned the gallbladder too. And I, I love, uh, I think it was Jill Krista said, she's a biolophile. And I, I'm in that camp too. Like I love me some good gallbladder talk and I, I find optimizing the gallbladder is it could be such a game changer for Huge. people for, for so many reasons. And even when you start diving into to brain research, the, the cholecystokinin that triggers the release of the bile from the gallbladder made in the um, duodenum, there's CCK receptors in your brain. So when you got your, when you got your gallbladder cranking, it's like your brain is also benefiting from that. Are there any oils that work well with uh, the gallbladder or, or that, that system? Yeah. Per se? Yeah. Black cumin, there's actually a ton of research on it. And it's really nice if you combine it. What's interesting that most people don't know is like the synergy of different oils, even, you know, with supplements, like sometimes people just kitchen sink the supplement, like, oh, liver, you know, dandelion root and milk thistle, and let's throw this in. And they don't actually look at the different ratios. It would be like making cookies and saying like, oh, flour, sugar, salt. If you're, you know, putting the same amount of salt as you are in sugar in the cookies, it's going to be revolting. Like people don't realize there's kind of a synergy and a harmony. So that's one thing I'm really trying to share in this book is that black cumin alone is amazing. And if you kind of add other ingredients like um, rose chamomile, you know, ca sorry, Roman chamomile, it helps to balance things out. But the real, the interesting thing with the gallbladder, it's two things. It kind of lacks the vitality and the bile gets really sludgy. You know, it's supposed to kind of flow like water and it's released when you eat something fatty to help break down the fat. It's also what carries toxins out of the body so that they leave. But sadly, what happens, especially with hormones and women as they age is that it either gets stuck or it doesn't actually leave the body. So you're reabsorbing a lot of those estrogens and it kind of throws your whole system out of balance. So yeah, I love um, oils. And you know, another thing that's great for the gallbladder is any kind of castor oil. Castor oil packs have become their own entity and they've make, made it really complicated. Um, I like easy. I like hacks. Uh, buy your castor oil in a glass bottle, not a plastic bottle. And before bed, just find a t-shirt that if it gets messy, who cares? Put um, castor oil over your liver gallbladder, which is kind of um, for a woman right under your bra strap on the right side of your body, maybe add in some oils, helichrysum, white grapefruit are both really good choices and just put on a ratty t-shirt and let the heat of your body kind of warm the castor oil. It helps to um, anti-inflame and just help things to kind of move and decongest.
Yeah. What, what an interesting concept. And I, I hear people when they do like a, like a, like an enema or like a coffee enema or something, they like to toss some essential oils into those. Are, are there any other things that like kind of essential oils add a little extra texture to these, you know, these kind of home remedies. So you're talking about like a castor oil pack, um, an enema. Is there anything else like that, that, that essential oils work well with? Oh yeah. Well, you know, lymph, it's so interesting when you talk about drainage and detox, right? Cause the garbage leaves the cell then goes to the lymph, to the blood, to the liver, to the gallbladder, to the gut, to the toilet. But at any point it can be like a freeway, you know, and there can be congestion and things back up. So if there's congestion often in the bile duct between the liver and the gallbladder, toxins back, back up into the blood, they can't hang there. So they're either forced out through the kidneys you know, through urine or through the skin and you get some kind of skin eruption. So there's a lot that you can do, like what people don't realize, you know, one of the superpowers of oils in plants is that they move fluid and they're involved in directionality, right? You know, the roots are in the earth where they get the water and somehow the water is transported up, you know, maybe hundreds of feet into the air to the leaves. So they can really help, um, Make, make sure that directionality of toxins actually flow in the right order and leave the body. They're fabulous for lymph. Lymph is um, like the gallbladder. You know, most people don't even realize you need it. They're like, oh yeah, I had it removed. I don't even know what it does. You know, I'm like, it's kind of important. Uh, and, and to this point, I wrote a very inclusive article about what you can do if you've had your gallbladder removed. I was ever so slightly shocked. That information is not out there. Like so many people, including two people on my team are missing their gallbladder. And they're like, yeah, they told me it would be nothing. And then I started gaining weight and I feel nauseous now if I eat meat, you know, there's a lot you can do, including oils, but um, oils are really good for, for lymph, especially lymph does not flow evenly. It's more heavy on the left-hand side. So anything you can do on the neck, left clavicle, under the left armpit, it just helps to make sure that the garbage leaves the body. Yeah, it, it's so crazy that the the gallbladder removal surgery was like cholecystokinemia or something like that. It's I don't know if it's number one, but it's in the top three outpatient surgeries in the country. And uh, and it's like you said, people just they go, well, I you know I guess I got to lose my gallbladder. No big deal. Nobody knows what that thing does, anyways. It's like a little thing on the you know on the right side of my body. I don't know. It, they say you could live without it. I can live without it. And then, yeah, like I work with a lot of people who are in that same boat of, I don't have my gallbladder anymore. You know, how do I navigate the situation? And definitely moving the limp is, it's so, I mean, it's your, it's like you said, it's your body's uh, waste removal um, yeah. process. It's, it's the sewage department. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if, if you, if you've lost your gallbladder, don't worry, there are a lot of things you can do. It's just, you know, what you don't know you don't know. Once you know, you're like, oh, that's so easy. But but the other interesting thing, I think what happens is the bile gets really congested. And so you start to have bile stones and people somehow have been led to believe that the only solution is to remove it. But there's a lot that you can do. There's a lot of herbs, castor oil packs, coffee enemas, um, Chaco Pedra helps to kind of break down bile stones, oils, you don't need to, um, it's not like a water slide. There's not only one way out. You have many options. If your doctor is telling you that you need to lose your gallbladder. Of course. Yes. So when it comes to y using 
essential oils and getting essential oils, is there like a specific kind of sourcing that you're looking for? Like, is there something, is, are there like scammy essential oil companies out there that, you know, the common listener might hear this and go, great, I'm gonna go find some essential oils. They go on Amazon, they type in essential oils and then a bunch pop up. Are there any ingredients or any, any kind of, you know, just kind of red, label warning trigger signs to watch out for when it comes to choosing a good essential oil? There's so much fear-based marketing in the essential oil space. And there's certain companies that really rely on you, um, you know, buying it every month that have kind of put misinformation out. I mean, the most important thing, honestly, is to try to buy organic because they're concentrated essences of plants. And if you're concentrating pesticides, that's not so great for you. But beside for that, you know, a lot of these things like peppermint is pretty much a weed. You know, there's really no need to put pesticides on it or to make it artificial because it's so rampant out there. Um, so I, I guess what I want to do is alleviate the fear and just say, smell it, trust your sense of smell. You know, if you're walking around a mall and passing one of those weird candle shops, you know, that smells artificial, like that is not found in nature, you know, and also kind of trust your sense of smell. Like we tend to crave what we need, you know, when we are having, it's that time of month and we're craving chocolate. That's often because we need magnesium. If we're craving a hamburger, we need iron. If something smells delicious for you, it's probably really good for you. If it smells less appealing, it might not be the right fit and things go in and out, you know, like frankincense. There are times when I can't get enough of it and times when it, it's just not appealing, like everything in life, you know, moderation and trust your intuition. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we, you know, I, I hear this word intuitive eating get thrown around a lot and yeah. I, I feel like I understand what it means, but I don't know if, if the common person really understands. And um, I, I heard, you know, somebody mentioned this before. And it's always kind of stuck with me, made sense. It's like when you look at animals in the wild, they just kind of inherently know what to eat. Deer know what plants to eat. Moose know what plants like every animal they know what plant to eat. And a lot of times it comes from their scent. They smell it. They go, yes, this, this jives me and I eat it. And humans, we, we lost that somewhere along the way. You know, it, it's almost too easy to blame the industrial food complex on that. But I think they play a lot into it because they've, they've manufactured these Franken foods that have essentially hijacked our senses, but we don't know the things we need to eat. And so we rely on marketing to get us there. And what we need to do, in my opinion, is kind of go back to that thing of, of trusting our own senses instead of, instead of co-opting it out to a quote unquote expert, you know what I mean? Instead of, instead of co-opting it to the food companies to say, well, we'll put more sugar in this thing, put more fat in it, put more salt in it. So you can tell me, tell my brain that it needs it. And that's the whole, to me, the, the, the joy of eating whole food, which is, I know if I'm digging a carrot or not, I know if I'm feeling liver or not, or even if I'm, if I'm, when you start eating that way for a while, you then know a potato chip is poison, right? Uh, you know, not, not to hate on potato chips. I know they got their place, but you know, you know, a potato chips, poison. you know, Coca-Cola is poison. And if we could just again, get out of this sympathetic fear-based mindset, get into that parasympathetic where we're trusting our instincts, trusting our own um, judgment on food, on nature. I think, you know, you'll start to see a lot of this chronic disease and chronic inflammation start to go away. 
Yeah. But I think you need to recalibrate like uh, my, my daughter taught me a new word, velocitize, you know, when you're driving on the freeway and then you get off and you're on the streets, you suddenly feel like you're going really slow because you, you need to recalibrate. So I think, you know, some of those like 21 day detoxes where you remove certain foods, um, you don't, re- and then you reintroduce them and you realize like, oh my gosh, when I eat dairy, I, I feel really like my nose starts to run. You, you almost need to start with a clean palate. So you're 100% right. But like, um, I, I love coffee. I'm a Seattle girl. What can I say? When I do those 21 day detoxes, like I don't wake up thinking like mm, coffee, you know, it, it just helps to kind of um, get a clear sense so that you get an accurate gauge. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a coffee. Um, what would you call it? Like a, co- a coffee uh, stoppage right now. And um, it's good. You actually like build up some just some natural energy and, and you realize it's not, I don't have to have it all the time, you know? Um, and I did that actually a week ago with supplements. I just, you know, stopped taking supplements for, um, for a good like week or eight days or whatever. And, you know, in this field of nootropics and stuff, you're just always getting new supplements to take and I want to try stuff and this and that. But then it's like, you allow your body to, like you said, just kind of reset and go, okay, what are the, what, what is my body telling me I need? And it will tell you, like, it'll literally pop in your head. Like, Oh, we need magnesium. Oh, we need zinc. Oh, we need vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can recalibrate, then you start to, it's really fascinating what you crave, you know, and, and trusting that. Like I love, there's this book, uh, Radical Remission, Kelly Turner. She looked at people that basically were released from the hospital because they were supposed to die from cancer and they recovered. And they had nine common things, they had nine things in common, only three of them were physical. And one of them was really trusting your intuition, you know, and the idea that you know what's best for yourself and your body. Yeah. Here's actually one, one hack that I really love. Um, anxiety attacks. I'm pretty much the poster child for anxiety and anxiety impedes your ability to focus and make good decisions. So an anxiety hack is, or attack is the overactivation of the right frontal lobe, right forehead. And so the way that you kind of resolve this naturally is by stimulating the left frontal lobe. So you balance the two hemispheres of the brain and the anxiety quiets down. The easiest way to do that is to smell anything through the left nostril. So you literally Take your right thumb, plug your right nostril and inhale through your left nostril. And what's interesting is there is kind of a smell satiation, you know, just like if you're so hungry and like kind of halfway through your meal, you realize, oh, I'm not so hungry anymore. You don't, you, you can stop eating. You know, we stop when we're full at a certain point, you s- cease to smell but it um, it's the fastest way to really like stimulate the, the left hemisphere of the brain, balance the two hemispheres and you immediately feel calm. Wow. That is awesome. Do, is there any one or two oils that you, that you particularly like to do that with? Um, it's really, it, it's kind of like how much salt do you like to add to your food? I love orange. I love all the citrus blends. Um, orange oil is my favorite and it's, it's very affordable you know, as like a starter oil. Um, I do love our parasympathetic blend, which is clove and lime. Um, it just, it smells really, you know, I think I've sent trained myself that I smell it and I know to calm down, but it's really, it's whatever you like, whatever oil you have in your hand, that's a perfect one to use. 
Yeah, that's that's so cool. I'm uh, I'm so excited to tell people about that and try try it myself uh, and yeah. see because uh, I'm not I don't get anxiety attacks so bad, but there are those moments where it's like everything just crashes on you at once and it's like okay <laughs> we gotta we gotta take a moment. Um, but I think what's really cool is you actually own an essential oils company. You actually you. you actually uh, source your own and you make your own essential oils. Um, Vibrant Blue Oils. Tell me tell me a little bit about uh, Vibrant Blue Oil. Uh, Vibrant Blue Oils. So basically, my introduction to oils uh, started when my adrenals hit rock bottom and my friend gave me a box of oils to try and I tested. You know, will anything in here help my adrenals? And instead of getting one remedy, I got five. And I thought that's that's confusing and weird. And then it occurred to me, oh, I can combine them. You know, they're liquid. So being a novice, I went to the, you know, kitchen, grabbed a shut glass, made my first blend, put them on the adrenals and the low back and felt like myself for the first time in weeks. You know, and that night I uh, I had gotten my kids to bed and I'm like watching the clock, you know, 10.02, 10.20, 10.50. At like 10.54, I thought, I wonder if I could make something for my pineal gland. Went downstairs, same experience, formulated a blend, put it on um, kind of right around the head, you know, with the goal of accessing the pineal gland in the middle. Literally don't even remember crawling into bed, like went upstairs and fell fast asleep and probably slept better than I had in um, years, if I'm honest. And I kept making things up, you know, that seemed to help. And, you know, at certain points, friends were asking me, what are you doing? Can I try it? It seemed to work for everyone. When I finally started feeling like myself again, my friends were like, you have to do something with this. And I thought, gosh, this must, it's so obvious, you know, someone must be doing this. So I went online and I was incredibly surprised by two things. Um, the first was that no one was really looking at essential oil blends through you know, the lens of balancing organ systems and regions of the brain. And the second was how incredibly complicated they made it. And I, I realized that if I had had my mental bandwidth at the beginning, I would have felt completely unqualified to blend oils. So because I knew they were helpful, I just put it online. You know, I would write a blog a week and fill orders when my kids were sleeping. At a certain point, I heard a friend to help me with fulfillment and it just kind of grew gradually. And then um, I, I have had definitely my rock bottom moments where I didn't really know how I was going to navigate through and the beauty of uh, being able to access my parasympathetic nervous system really saved my life in so many ways. And I realized, wow, this can help so many people. It's such an easy thing that you can do at home. You know, I really try to walk you through how to do it. And um, my thinking was there are, there are a lot of people that love to make their own oil blends. And I give you all the recipes if that's how you like to do it. A lot of the people that find me have felt like they've wasted a lot of time, energy, money on things that didn't really work. And there's an anxiety about doing it wrong. And so for those people, I'm like, let me do it for you. You know, you're welcome to make it yourself. Or if you just want it ready made and tested, you know, with the exact ingredients, I'm, I'm here for you too. So I'm really just trying to meet people where they're at and let them, um, you know, start to kind of return their bodies to balance so they can feel better. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, your business is, is built out of what a lot of great businesses are built out of, which is you're 
initial essential need for, you know, these oils and then finding the value in it. And then now you're like, I just want to, I just, I know this is a thing that can help people. And, you know, for like someone like me who doesn't really know essential oils, but are looking for things and, you know, it might not be the solution, but I think it's part, it seems like it's part of the, the package of solutions. Yeah, that's, it's just another thing that you can have in your toolkit. You know, like I remember when the kids were little in the diaper bag, you know, we'd have like five different snacks and four different books and you never really knew what they were going to want in that moment, but you were prepared and oils are easy. They're small, they're affordable. You can just have them in your toolkit. And if you love them, great. If you use them once in a while, like you mentioned pain, we have one called nerve repair that's great for pain. My daughter's an athlete, you know, after her half marathons, I'm like, let's just put this on your low back, you know, and it just helps, you know, speed healing. There, there are lots of ways you can use them. I'm just hoping to kind of broaden awareness so that if it speaks to your heart, you know, you have more tools. And it's crazy because it is such a, such a low bar to entry, you know, like they, it's not like they cost, you know, hundreds of dollars. You just can get a bottle. And then when you feel I like, okay, now it's less than $10. Yeah. It's a really easy place to start. Yeah. And it, you know, you could be like me where it's like, okay, let me, let me try these essential oils. And then you try it. And then when you realize it works, it, it will blow your mind. And I'm, I'm not saying it will work for everybody, but like you could, you could do that or you go to the doctor, you could pay deductibles, you can get pain medication, you get hooked on pain medication, on and on and on. Or you could just say, hey, are there alternatives out there? And to me, essential oils, it's, it's really no brand. Just to even have it on, um, you know, just to have it in your cabinet because, it, you know, you can use it for pain. You could use it for anxiety. You could use it for all these different purposes. And maybe it doesn't work for pain-free, but maybe it helps your anxiety. Maybe it doesn't help your anxiety. Maybe it helps you sleep better. You know, you can use it for all these different things. It really seems like a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, and for the people that are like, I'm a skeptic, I want more research. That's what I really tried to do in this book is give you all of the studies, all of the research, you know, so that you can, if, if you want more information, it's easy to get it. And you, you've, you've mentioned this book a few times. I, I want to ask you about that. It, the book is called Essential Oils to Boost the Brain and Heal the Body. Um, yes. And, you know, I'll tell you, I'm sold. I haven't even asked you like what it's about, but you've mentioned a few <laughs> things that are going on there, but I want to, I want to get that book just to have as a reference, because, you know, I love, I love recipes. You know, I love, I love concoctions. I love, um, you know, being able to use things for specific, and I especially love, uh, things that boost the brain. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the book, um, you know, kind of how you came to write the book and really who the book is for. Yeah. You know, it's interesting in my practice. I I tend to attract a lot of people who have been to like 17 doctors and no one can help them. And they have all these test results and they're more than happy to tell me all the data points that make them complicated. But what they don't realize is um, there really are kind of five underlying things that you can do to return the body to balance. And for some people, that's all they need. You know, they're themselves again for others, you know, you get them there and then maybe you need to do a a little bit more tweaking because they've got Lyme or some kind of autoimmunity. But as long as you're able to sleep, which we talked about, kind of shift your body into parasympathetic, you know, if you're not in the parasympathetic state, it's pretty impossible to heal. 
it's like trying to climb, you know, a mountain with your bike in the highest gear. You're not going to make it very far. The more you can help your body work with you as opposed to against you, the more success you're going to achieve. And that works no matter what you're already doing. If you're already um, you know, following a diet that you really feel is helping you or any kind of protocol for supplements or medicine, that, that really makes a huge difference. Um, the third thing is kind of supporting your organs of detoxification, basically. So the garbage leaves your system, because if you're not eliminating the toxins, if you're recirculating, you know, think of, um, Sisyphus, he's pushing the rock up the hill and then it rolls back down. You know, your liver has become Sisyphus. So it's suddenly pushing out today's garbage and then it has to take care of everything that it already processed. And it just gets really tired. And it performs 500 functions in the body. And that doesn't make you feel good. So anything we can do to make sure that the good things get into the brain, you know, the glucose, the oxygen, and the bad things leave the body. And oils lend themselves incredibly well to that. The fourth thing is kind of the energy to heal, like making sure that your endocrine system is working, that all, all the gears are turning, you know, and, and that has to do also with kind of your appetite, with weight. And I share a lot of research on how you can use oils to kind of trigger satiety in the body so you don't overeat and you can balance, you know, like if you're under eating or overeating, how it supports your mood, you know, like how it correlates to the release of neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine so that you just feel better. You know, those days when you just, you're like, I don't even want to get out of bed. Everything's overwhelming. You know, the Eeyore days, like that's not really going to help you heal because mindset's so critical. Um, and then the last thing is immune modulation. You know, if your uh, immune system isn't turned on, you're going to always get sick and have chronic infections. If it's overactive, you're going to have autoimmunity. So how do you modulate it? How do you use oils to kind of calm it down, calm inflammation, all of those things. So I really address, you know, I know people are like, there's an oil for everything. And I don't chase symptoms. You know, if you break your arm, go to the hospital. There are some oils that will help, you know, the nerves heal and circulation and things like that. But that's not a time to use oils. I think there are certain situations where oils are amazingly um, helpful and useful. And that's what I really try to identify in the book. That's amazing. And so you can get that book on Amazon, on your website. Where, on, where, not where on else? the website. Any, anywhere books are sold. It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's at local bookstores. It will be, it's pre-sale now, but it will be completely available on March 16th. March 16th. Okay, cool. So this podcast is going to come out just a little bit before that, but you can go buy it on pre-sale. You can pre-order it. You can follow Jody on uh, social media or um, where's the best place for people to find you? Uh, the website, Vibrant Blue Oils. And if anything in here sparked a question, just email us at info at Vibrant Blue Oils. And if you're interested in more free techniques to stimulate your vagus nerve, um, you can go to boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. And there are 25 strategies. You just need to pick one. Boost the brain. Was it boost the brain book? boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. Boostthebrainbook.com backslash gift. We'll go ahead and put a link to that in our show notes. I'll put a link to your uh, website and to your online store. People can pick up your essential oils all there in the show notes. And uh, just before we leave, is there any parting thoughts, anything I didn't ask you that, you, that you'd like to discuss before we, before we sign off? 
The only thing is this idea that I think we um, often feel disempowered and overwhelmed because of what's going on in the world around us. And, you know, Viktor Frankl, who was a Holocaust survivor, has this great quote, between the stimulus and the response, there is a pause. And in that pause, I think is a lot of power. If you can help yourself calm your anxiety, you know, shift into the parasympathetic branch of the nervous system, you'll just feel safe. And and it's a better place from which to evaluate your options and make decisions. You cannot control anything outside of yourself, but you can always control your own response. A hundred, a hundred. I'm using a, I'm using an emoji to express my feeling about that (laughs) statement because it was, that's so cool. That's, that's so profound. And I love uh, everything that Viktor Frankl has put out. So uh, Jody Sternoff Cohen, thank you so much for joining me today on the Holistic Nootropics podcast. I hope you enjoyed this podcast listeners and viewers for more, be sure to check out holisticnootropics.com. If you haven't done this yet, make sure you subscribe, like the video, like the podcast rate review. You know what to do. It's 2021. You've done all this stuff before. And with that, thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Thanks for listening. For more brain boosting info, in-depth articles and show notes, check out holisticnootropics.com.